Welcome to the Entrepreneur Revolution podcast, where each week, Antonio, Fernando, and Eduardo bring you a new look at trending ideas and concepts in the world of entrepreneurship. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Revolution podcast here in Rio, Washingtonian Place in Gatesburg, Maryland. I'm here with Eduardo and Jorge Rivas. Jorge Rivas is the president of the Mid-Atlantic Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and he will be talking to us today about a little bit of that and a little bit of his story here in the DMB area and uh, how he got to where he is. I also have here Eduardo with me. Uh, unfortunately, Antonio's not able to be here. He's sick, but uh, we'll, we'll take on from now. So, Jorge, tell me, how did you start the Mid-Atlantic Hispanic Chamber of Commerce? We started 17 years ago. My background is that of a neuroscientist, and then I became a pathologist in infectious diseases. I work at NIH, I work at Walter Reed, and I work uh, in medical schools and all of that. But then I realized that, uh, that it was time for me to give back to the community, that to bring all that expertise at a time when the Hispanic community is not at that level of uh, uh, educational level or commitment to science. There are more, more practical things like building houses, opening stores and restaurants. I thought that we should come to a level that will meet their demands. But 17 years later, I have to say the Hispanic community progressed quite a bit and were extraordinarily surprised, not at their ability, but they did it in the midst of a recession. In fact, during the recession, the, the, what we call it the Great Recession, as opposed to the Great Depression in 1932 to all the way to almost World War II, uh, it was extraordinary that they never gave up. And they opened more businesses than any other group in the United States. In fact, if it would not have been for the Hispanic community, the recession will have been prolonged probably two or three or four more years. Wow. And that's not my saying. It's the saying of or the conclusions drawn by the Stanford University Graduate School of Business in Palo Alto, California, the premier school perhaps in the world and definitely the premier business school in the United States. The question was, how did we get started? Well, there were a number of Hispa oh, Hispanic chambers, they were, but they were all local. This was a new population versus L.A., where for generations Mexican-Americans primarily have come, and Texas. And so there was a need to, to, to look at a, a completely look at a chamber as a business organization that had to break the mold. We could not function like the American chambers where in Montgomery County, just a county, there's about 12 chambers. Right, there's uh, about English, a, a whole bunch of them. Yeah. You know, and we said, that doesn't serve the Hispanic community because when you're in construction, you're moving from one Virginia, Northern Virginia, to D.C. or Maryland, sometimes you go to Pennsylvania, Delaware, North Carolina. We needed a regional chamber of commerce. The other... Uh, interesting fact was that when you look at the uh, mid-Atlantic region, that's the area we serve, all the way from Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, West Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Virginia. That is 
the economic engine of the United States. It has the best universities as a conglomerate. Uh, there's uh, 50 universities within a radio of about 18 to 100 miles. That's phenomenal. And the other thing it does is uh, it creates more jobs and generates the greatest income, and it has the most educated people in terms of technology, science, business, professions, as compared to other parts of the United States. So this is an extraordinary region, and it's very uniform in terms of how we, we see we're probably the most American of all the different regions of the United States. And, uh, and the only thing that we lack or we lose is the number of patents. The West Coast, California, Washington, produce more patents per year than our region. Otherwise, California compared to, or the West Coast compared to the East Coast in, in the section of the Mid-Atlantic region. Bye-bye, baby. Mm-hmm. We but, win. So by patents, you mean like ide- you mean by ideas? That ideas are that have to be patented to protect right. intellectual property. Okay. Remember, like every, every time you invent something, you better protect it. Because if it's not protected, even if you have created a business, somebody will steal your idea. Steal the idea. Yep. That's what we created uh, the patent office in the United States. That's an interesting fact. I didn't, I didn't right. know that. Yeah, that's East, very important. Yeah. And you can just apply. It doesn't cost that much to apply, you know. And it takes time for mm-hmm. the, the examiners to review your patent application. Right. But the moment you apply, you are protected. Right. These have been the most interesting uh, a, a stage or epoch in, in the life of the universe, of our, uni- of, right. well, of our planet, because there's a tremendous intellectual revolution that is creating, expanding our science and technology. It is. We now, yeah, we now communicate with all parts of the world. Mm-hmm. We don't have to use the phone. We, we can use our mobile phone. We can right? just use apps, the applications. Apps, applications, right, which is really extraordinary. We, I mean, we carry a, a, wrist, a, watch, a watch here, mm-hmm. but we really don't, don't, don't need it. My phone is multi-purpose. Right. <laughs> now we have we have uh, phones on our watches. Yeah. Oh, then, that's yeah. true. Well, we do. The new Apple Watch. Yeah, you, you can, can have that. Phone calls on it. You but can check you time. got to pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> but you can do many things. Yeah. Right. And you can even uh, keep your vital signs. You know, and your eventually we keep. Um, how many steps in a day? Yeah, calories yeah. Oh, burn. Oh your whole God. workout. Yeah. Everything. I I don't know if I like that. <laughs> being, being checked Makes for everything I do. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. So this is really an extraordinary thing. And just think about it. Before you and I were born, people die. When we had the flu epidemic, the pandemic that spread all over the world, just in the United States, 20 million people die of flu. This is at the end of World War I, where it started in in Europe, and it's spread all over the world. So right. if, it's, if it's local, well, that's more easily con- controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's pandemic, like Pan-America means mm-hmm. all Americas, pandemic, 
went all over the world and killed tons of people because the populations in different countries had, didn't have the immunity. It was a new virus. And so a new virus goes through a population. Just in Ecuador, about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, a ship from Asia arrived to the Guayaquil, Ecuador. And it was a Chinese or Asian. Was it, it was, SARS? It was. SARS? I remember like 10 years ago, there was a... There was a disease called SARS from like China. Yeah, yeah, right. That was from birds and all of that that came. But that didn't cause a pandemic, cause a, uh. a, a, a epidemic in uh, Asia. But here comes to Ecuador. And in my city at that time, 400,000 people were infected with dengue, which is uh. a ba very dangerous viral disease. You know, 400,000 people almost in the span of three to six months because the mosquito, an infected mosquito, right. or, mm -hmm. it was inside the ship when the ship docked in the port of Guayaquil. You know, then uh, there was the same mosquito existed in Ecuador that carried, that mm -hmm. could potentially carry the, the dengue virus. Mm -hmm. And it was a rainy season, so it was spread all over. Yeah. Well, that's a, another interesting fact. Yeah, um, that's a that's one of the things they focus on every time I come back right. from from Central America. I see. Uh, yeah, if you were right. bitten by a mosquito, absolutely. So sure but but well, now it's because of the Zika virus. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Zika virus uh, started in Latin America, presumably Brazil, has spread to trop several tropical countries. Is here in the United States. And what that virus does is when it infects a pregnant woman, they may, may do other things, but the most concerning part is that it prevents the normal development of the fetal brain. So children are born, babies are born with microcephaly. Micro meaning small and cephaly meaning brain, small which is a tragedy, enormous tragedy. But look, immediately we jump into the problem, you know, because now we're at such a level of sophistication all over the world, especially industrialized world, right. that we can easily control epidemics. We may not be able to cure it, but we can prevent the spread of disease a lot easier and faster than, let's say, 50 years ago. No. We're a lot more organized. We're more organized. We have better tools. We have more knowledge. We The speed of research changes continuously. We build better buildings today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Dubai. Yeah. Huge buildings. <laughs> yeah. You I know. was just there, actually. Yeah. Uh, about a week and a half ago. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I should I hire stunning. a drone and just go to Dubai. <laughs> Um, it's definitely a different yeah. culture. Oh, the, well, different culture. Different. It's a it's little bit, uh, a little, sh you have to get used to it. Like yeah. anytime you deal with a new culture, you have to get used to it. You're right. You're, yeah. I did, I, the first few days, um, I was a little skeptical about it. And I was like, I'm not sure if I'm liking it. Yeah. But now towards like of the, course, for yeah. the third, fourth day, I was like, you yeah, yeah. know the people better. Yeah. Um, well, they become more familiar to yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I can tell you my experience. 55 years ago, I came to the United States. I didn't know any English. I was 21 years of age. And I couldn't, 
understand English, obviously, they didn't speak any English, and I landed in Birmingham, Alabama. And everybody around me would talk and talk and make sounds that I could not understand. So I was confused. At that time, there were plans to to get to the moon. And I mm, say, right. hell, I am already in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being on another planet. <laughs> I was really shocked. But, you know, I remember uh, hanging around the Greyhound bus driver. The Greyhound? Yeah. The problem is that guy, it took 20 hours to go from, from uh, a little bit less, probably about 20 hours from Miami all the way to to Springfield, Missouri, where I will go to, uh, I had secured uh, some employment to go to university, college, mm -hmm. really, small college. And uh, I just didn't realize that I was, I couldn't ask for anything. So the, my first two words in English, because that's all the, what the driver asked for when he stopped was, Coffee and donuts. <laughs> and so for 20 hours, so that was my diet. <laughs> for 20 hours? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. And so regarding, uh, back to the, the Mid-Atlantic Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, um, you're saying you studied, you became a doctor after yes. that? Well, I went to university. I, I got, there's always a way to do things. I didn't want my family to help me anyway because my parents... Uh, um, taught us to become very, very independent. Right. You know, and being able to try to do things. If if there was a great need, my family would have helped me. But fortunately, it was uh, I was lucky in a sense that uh, I went to an area where there was work, and I could work part time and go to school. You know, and so for eight years, actually for twelve years. I paid for my entire education, working and going to school. And um, for instance, uh, I couldn't do it during the day, for instance. I took a job in the U.S. parcel system, UPS, loading and loading trucks. Okay. Yeah, uh, from 10 o'clock at night until 2 o'clock in the morning. And then I had to get up at 7, five hours later, to go to school full time throughout the day. So I valued at that time everything I did by the minute because I knew my time was mm -hmm. scarce and it was precious to me if I wanted to graduate. Right, right. Yeah, that's um, actually very difficult for students nowadays to pay for their education. Well, it can full be time. done. I can be done. I have done. I have seen it, you know, and I'm not the only one. Certainly right. many Americans pay for education, working, and uh, going to school, working part-time. Yeah, yeah. taking out loans, working. Yeah, but I, I was too uh, inexperienced that I didn't know what a loan was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did they, know, back, back then? Better. Back then, yeah. Did they, did they have payment plans? Because I know now. No, like, no, 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 that's a new creature. That's okay. It, yeah. uh, and I didn't know what the scholarships were. I knew in my mind, I can do it. Right. And I did it. Well, it's better that you didn't know what loans were back then. Well, yeah, yeah but <laughs> there have been other sensations. I have more money. Yeah. I can have spend. Right. I can have gone oh, yeah. partying with my friends and yeah. all of that. I had my classmates who party all the time. I mean, they were good students. It was a very demanding curriculum. But I could not afford because 
to go because, for instance, I will take a job washing dishes. That will guarantee my meals in the dormitory. You see? Right. So my food was taken care of. You know, uh, then I had to save for my tuition and books. Right. And there were some good people. I remember a Puerto Rican fellow, mm -hmm. Dr. Arnaldo Vaquer, who lives here in, the, in the Fredericksburg, Virginia. He was my classmate. We didn't know much. One day he saw me a little bit despondent, a little bit sad. Mm -hmm. And he said, Jorge, what is wrong with you? I was we were writing in school. This was in between classes. And I said, well, you know, I may have to drop out. I don't have money to pay for my tuition. And he said, but there's nothing to worry about. He said, yeah, my father just sent me a check for $300 or $400. Here's the check you can pay. But what wow. about your parties? I said, oh, don't worry. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so he gave me the check and I was able to pay my tuition so all alone you know you find people who they believe in you and care and help you out you know but you always have to pay right. your debts right. and be kind to other people because other people have been kind to you right right okay and um As far as the chamber, do you have a lot of, is there a lot of doctors that are part in, that are part of Well, we have all kinds of people. Our board has a lot of highly educated Hispanics, mm -hmm. but we also have people with limited education, maybe high school education, but they have been successful in business. Right. And remember, our main, our mission is threefold, business, or economic development, uh, workforce development, and community development. And we think these are the three legs that an organization like ours has to stand on if they want to produce results and improve the local economy or the regional economy. Yeah. You, so, mm -hmm. so sometimes people say, you know, I, other chambers say, uh, you know, per, little activities like cafecito with so-and-so, yeah. we don't have time for that. Right. right. Because we are really, we believe in social activities and networking activities, but that cannot be the the reason why we exist. Right, right. So what It's are the secondary. What are the, the couple projects that you have done in the last couple of years? Oh, well, the last year, for instance, in the last two years, we, we uh, saw many businesses making a million dollars or more, but, they, but they're stuck, they're not growing. So we team up with Stanford University and we created, we didn't create it, we joined them, a program that allows these companies to begin to learn how to make their businesses grow larger and also increase their profits. Because one thing that Stanford discovered, they have a database of about 1.2 million businesses. Wow. One thing they discovered was that the major, only 2% of Hispanic-owned businesses uh, make a million or more. That is very low. That's in the United States? In the United States, which means we have about From 3.2 to 4.2, the figure is not exact. They're right. trying to build their database. 
that is a very small number of companies. That is, that is yeah. yeah. And when, but that's okay. As long as we identify the problem and find solutions, you know, we're going to grow. Right. But if we just say, okay, we don't want to learn what may be the problem, then we never improve. So right. now we are, we have sent about 12 businesses for the, the mid-Atlantic region into the program. And the program is very simple. Uh, you are, uh, your interview, you have to have a revenue of at least $1 million. Okay. And then your interview by, by us, we submit their names. Then they are followed up by the business school. And that we have explained the program, but they explain it in more detail. And then they, they ask for a commitment of time for the next three months. You have to do everything that the university asks. It's not a burden. Right. You know, it's something you do part-time. But you have to be consistent. And then you fly to Palo Alto. The, the, you meet the different professors that are going to work with. Mm -hmm. the, you're introduced to the program, the three-month program that you're going to follow. And then you, the day, three months later, you graduate. And you have to fly back to... Palo Alto, and then in between, you have to be working with your mentors, right, right. you know, and doing homework and things like that, all over the, uh, all through the internet. Is there a cost to join this program? The cost is $500, which is really nothing. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even really cover nothing. the airline tickets twice, round trip, right. two round trips, you know, and all the investment that Stanford University does and our chamber does. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. It's that a you great opportunity. But then we have to, community. we have another program that which we have joined forces with, which is a program that introduces entrepreneurship to junior high and high school students. And we just had the contest, the regional contest in Washington, D.C. We are, I was one of the judges, and the one person we selected okay. won the regional championship and now goes to New York City in wow. two months for the national competition. And he's a 14-year-old 14 kid. years old. That's an inventor. What was the... The concept, his idea. The, his idea was, you know, some of the phones cannot be charged wireless, you know. Right. So he developed a case okay. that protects the phone, but it's constantly it's charging, charging the phone. It. Yeah. That's that's great. I yeah. think that. Uh, and very low cost, twenty-five dollars. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. That's very. Low and there's cost. no competition. There's two Chinese comp competitors, right. but they also have to have a wire. Mm. to connect to this and, and right. that you know that's an additional cost so this is cheaper better and faster right yeah and that's honestly when you're creating new things that's kind of what you want to bring right. people yeah. that's something right. that's inexpensive and reliable and will serve their purpose yeah but look what you're doing here you're amplifying the voice of business because you are the voice of business yeah, yeah. so when i come here to talk about business I'm using the channel, this podcast, mm -hmm. you know, that amplifies our message and goes to other audiences that we normally we will normally right. not reach. Right. So that's the value of networking, of uh, reinforcing one another, et cetera, et cetera.
Right. So we so those are two programs in the last two years. Two years. Then we we are we work with the uh, Virginia Chamber of Commerce, Virginia State Chamber of Commerce. We're partners with with almost a hundred different chambers of commerce throughout the region, and we are also partners with all the state organizations. Some some of the chambers are Hispanic, other one is Asian but the vast majority are American chambers. And we do that because we want to become ambassadors of the Hispanic business community in the larger marketplace, which is English spoken. Right. So that, that is the role that everyone in our board of directors uh, try to do, to be a good ambassador for the chamber. Yeah, well, there's definitely, the, the, what, what you're doing uh, definitely differentiates you from uh, all the other chambers of commerce, yeah. you can see the uniqueness of how you're working with uh, educational institutions and yeah. all this. Yeah, problems. well, you look at the, have you ever heard of Montgomery Blair High School? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In Montgomery Blair High School, there is a magnet program. The IB program. The, yeah, well, magnet, uh, 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 which is a little bit different. It, oh, okay. It's the same house in the same school, which is the elite students in science, in STEM technologies, mm -hmm. you know, science, okay. uh, technology, uh, engineering, and math, STEM, okay, S-T-E-M. But there have never been a single student accepted into the program, uh, Hispanic, of Hispanic descent. Right. So we say that's unacceptable. Every human being comes to this world with a brain. And our responsibility is to make sure that we provide the support, the family and the community, for that brain to grow and prosper and create opportunities for him or her and their eventual families, you know? So not having Hispanics, not having students, not mm -hmm. having access to that program it's not the fault of the system. It's the fault of organizations like our chamber. Okay. We need to, to take responsibility of the challenges our community face. It's not good to say, I am the president of the chamber. Right. What is good to say is, as a person, what I am doing to improve the opportunities for our community. Right, so that's what everybody should be asking themselves. Well, Latino out there, what am I yeah. doing to improve the community? But also in your business, mm -hmm. what do you do? Is to provide a service that is uh, beneficial to your audience. Right. To open opportunities by showing this is the, this is the landscape of opportunities. You pick and choose what you think you need. Right. Or what you like. So um, now we're entering in this phase of recruiting with a company, with an organization, a nonprofit organization. And our job is to raise about $700 per student, you know, mm -hmm. to pay for this training in math that starts at the grade level. And the reason we have to do it is because you cannot be a mathematician if you, when you're 50 years of age or 30 right. or 20. Yeah. You have to start when you're a child. Right. That's so true. Yeah. Well, if somebody wants to contact you or maybe help with the cost or be part of the chamber, how, where would they go to find you? Well, the, we have a website called 
M as in Mary, A as in Apple, H as in house, CC as in Chamber of Commerce, dot org. Okay. O-R-G. Then we have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Washington, D.C. M-A-H-E-C, Washington, D.C. And then they can call me, my cell phone number, unavailable, which is 301-404-1946. On the website, there's also other phone numbers they can call. We have an office in Washington, D.C., and we have offices throughout the region. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, Jorge Rivas, president of the Mid-Atlantic Chamber of Commerce. Um, Is there a message you want to give out to the people right now before we go? Well, don't let anyone limit your dreams. Dream high, persevere, and don't get discouraged when you fail. Don't feel sorry about yourself because we all have failed. But the difference between those who fail and those who succeed is the one who fail and gets up and starts again. That's the one who becomes successful. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore to that. All right. Thank you very much, Jorge, for your time today. Delighted to be here and uh, to your audience. Thank you very much if you're listening to me. It was our All pleasure. Right. All right. There you have it, everybody. Everybody, that was Jorge Rivas from the Mid-Atlantic Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Entrepreneur Revolution podcast, broadcasting from launch workplaces at the Rio Washingtonian Center in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Like our Facebook page, the Entrepreneur Revolution podcast, to get updates on new and upcoming episodes.